Indoor cycling, Zwift, racing, parenting. We cover those and all of our hopes and dreams in between. Welcome to the Talk Dirty to Me podcast. An entertaining look into the lives of everyday people trying to achieve virtual cycling glory from our basements and garages from around the world. This podcast is rooted in Zwift and has evolved into found friendships, fitness, health, and a little sprinkle of humor. This may be one of the only podcasts where a little heavy breathing shouldn't scare you away because we're riding our bikes while we're recording it. Welcome back, everybody. We are uh, graced with the presence of somebody who we feel is important to the dirt community, to the cycling community, to the esports community. If you may know him from the Zombie Unique, you may know him from his work with the Dirt Dad Fund. Everybody, Chris Schwenker. Say hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. Uh, it's uh, really morning. <laughs> we we like to do things full bore, so we say morning. It's like crack it on. Well, to, to uh, yeah, I'm honest, I really morning. am. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's a real privilege to be uh, in your company this morning. <laughs> Although I, I, you guys had put me in a really bad position because you had me following Keith Miller um, and. I don't really think that that was very fair. <laughs> you know, to, to, to your point, <laughs> Sterney hasn't been on yet either. So he also will follow Keith Miller. So, <laughs> yeah. So then, so am I, am I getting sandwiched in between the two of them? I'm going to be like the, uh, the middle child that no one will ever remember. <laughs> That's not true. We, we won't let that happen. I promise. <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate so, it. Give us a little bit of your background. We were talking beforehand, but kind of tell us where you're from, what you're, spot and all this came about all right well i i live on the uh the north shore of the north fork of long island that's in new york uh, eastern time zone um i have uh, two kids my son is a, in his uh, final semester of uh, graphic arts and design school and i have a, a daughter who's 19 and she's in her second year of uh, nursing school in, in the college nearby my wife and i um actually recently uh transferred our practice to uh, one of our employees, but we, uh, we ran a, uh, a private physical therapy practice for about 25 years. I've been a physical therapist for about 25 years. Kind of, uh, I mean, I guess I, I would say I'm in semi-retirement at this point. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate congrats. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of congrats. like, that's uh, one of the reasons why I, I kind of, um, started these things, the, uh, the Dirt Dad Fund and the, uh, the Zemunike is a, just as a way to kind of uh, transition into something um, that I'm passionate about that I could do during that period of time to keep myself busy and also kind of give back to uh, the community that I'm just, you know, obviously uh, very immersed in and, and I, I care a lot about the, you know, the, the guys in general and the, and the gals for that matter. So I just, I'm sorry to focus on, you just pronounce it Zemunike. So obviously my Southeast yeah. Missouri did not come through. The, you know, it's, that's funny because the, the, the name is, uh, is, is obviously something that gets, gets spoken about a lot. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I've done a decent amount of racing. Um, you know, I, I'm not very good, of course. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I wasn't, uh, you know, gifted with, with much in the way of athletics. But Don't discount your abilities because you beat me every Tuesday, but go ahead. <laughs> you beat all of us every Tuesday. Well, I, I've, I, I got to be fair. I have, I have a very strong team, and, and, they, and they make everybody look good. But um, uh, no, the uh, it, when you go to a race, like I've done a lot of stage racing, like that was my thing. Like I, I did a lot of uh, 
the hilly Northeast stage races, like I did the Green Mountain stage races, the uh, the Killington stage race. Um, I, I've uh, done the race up Mount Washington. Wow. Um, and they awesome. they give you a, a race bulletin um, b- before and after every race, and it's called a communique. So that's the that's the genesis of the name. It's a, it's communique with it with a Z. All makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So then, being into the physical therapy realm, was that a natural progression to cycling? Or you know, that's interesting because. Um, I haven't always been a cyclist. It's, it's kind of been a roundabout thing. I, I've always been an athlete all my life. Um, I, I was recruited and I played soccer at a Division three school. Um, and I was uh, I was pre-med uh, there. And I actually got accepted to medical school. I, was, I, was, I went to medical school for two years. Um, and I took a leave of absence. But back then, I, um, I was very much into physical fitness, but it had nothing to do with cardiovascular fitness. I was... Um, I weighed about 50 pounds more when I graduated from college than I do now. And I could, uh, you know, I just basically just lifting. I, I, sh- I ran away from anything that involved raising my heart rate above 80, 80 beats per minute because I wanted all of my, every single spare calorie to go into <laughs> building muscle. You know, I, I was a big dude and I was, I was strong. Um, but you know, nothing in the way of cardiovascular and you know, except for soccer, you know, soccer is, is very physically demanding as far as that's concerned. But um, when I wasn't playing soccer, I was trying to make myself big. I would try to lift as, as heavy as I could. But it, uh, you know, when I when I graduated from from college, that was the last time I, I touched a ball. And shortly thereafter, um, you know, I would I shouldn't say shortly thereafter, but a number of years later, um, my dad, uh, who was a very young guy, had uh, one heart attack in his life, and it killed him. Uh, he was 53. Um, oh, wow. And at that point, my, my wife was pregnant with my first son. So my dad's been gone for about 22 years now. Um, he never got to meet my son. Um, and I, I said to myself, you know, this is not sustainable. You know, I'm, I'm 195 pounds. I'm only 5'8". You know, I'm, I'm big. I'm strong. I'm, I don't have any fat on me. But... You know, I can't walk down the street without getting winded. I need to figure this out if I'm going to be around for my kid. You know, the, the, the genetic uh, the genetic cards are stacked against me. So I started doing some, uh, you know, just some like riding a bike in the gym. And I'm like, you know, this is pretty cool. And then I met some people that, you know, did some mountain biking. And it, uh, it just kind of progressed. And I, uh, I'm one of these guys that doesn't do anything halfway. So my uh, my cycling learning curve You're was in good uh, company. Yeah, yeah. My cyc- my cycling learning curve was very steep <laughs> and uh, uh, a little bit bloody uh, involving mountain biking. But I got to a point where um, you know I was able to get on some group rides and, and compete with some people, and um, it's been a it's been a pretty fun journey from there. So do you remember? So you started as a mountain yeah, bike. I, I, yeah, well, when I was in, um, so I, I guess we could circle back. So I took a leave of absence from medical school because I, I kind of uh, realized that it just wasn't for me. Um, after getting to meet a, a bunch of the, the, the doctors and, and uh, you know, kind of getting a, a little taste of what their lifestyle is, and that wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to lead. So I took a leave of, med- uh, of absence from medical school and. I got into physical therapy school, um, which you would think would be easy after leaving medical school, but it really isn't because the two of them are very mutually exclusive and they kind of have a an ivory uh, ivory tower mentality. But um, 
it was in physical therapy school right. where I met some guys that uh, that did some mountain biking, and that's where I where I started. It was it was cool because I could um, kind of learn um, uh, without getting run over or skidding down the road. You know, when, when you when you when you crash it in the woods, it, it doesn't hurt as much. You know, um, and it's at least slower at first. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. and, and, yeah. So yeah, no exactly. cars but either. It also, you know, it it allows you to uh, really build up your fitness because you're always grinding. And I didn't realize that until I started getting on the road. Yep. But to be um, to be 100 percent honest, my first couple of road rides, I was like, this is it for me. This is my thing. It was so exhilarating. You cover so much ground. You're you're going fast. You know what I mean? It's just you're, you're working with other people. And, and back then I was only like, you know, I had one other guy that would ride with them like you and I can ride so much faster than just me alone. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what is it? What is this phenomena that we've discovered? Um, but yeah, what magic? But, you know, so uh, yeah, so then it, you know the ride just grew and grew and grew and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of like when you have a when you have a cyclist really mentality, cool. uh, things have a tendency to grow and grow and grow. You know. Yeah. Do you remember when you got on Zwift for the first time? Yeah, um, you know that that's an, that was another whole thing because I was a real staunch holdout, like 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 you guys. I you know because I was I had to practice and I had the young kids. I was always training in the, in the dark, so I had a compu trainer, and I would just drone away on this compu trainer. Like I would do com I would do century rides on the compu trainer, five six hours, and oh, you know I I thought that the that the the graphics on my screen was like the uh, like the ultimate. You know what I mean? I'm like I got it. You know. I'm, this is this is the this is the thing. The I don't need to go anywhere else. I don't need anybody else. Who, who would I? But but my friends were telling me, you know, Chris, you probably would really like the Swift thing. You know, you're already indoors all the time, um, and and by then I had my body had already begun to transform itself. So I went from 192, um, like I've I've raced in the in the in the high 120s. Um, so there wasn't a lot of. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, so that's another wow. part of the, uh, the the cyclist mentality. But um, there wasn't a lot of me to keep me warm, if if you know what I mean. So so the sure. the riding outside and, and you know in you know the, the northeast you know it gets it gets pretty harsh here. Um, but you know I was so driven to, uh, to you know to race and compete that I would go out and train in in, in the worst weather. Um, but some of it, some of the times it got dangerous. You know, there were some rides where I, I'm just like surprised I even made it back. Um, but you know, I, I kind of like used up all those days, so I started to, to start riding indoors more. And it, you know, it's dangerous riding in the dark outside when it's you know 25 degrees. You know, um, sure. so that's when I started riding yeah. the, the computer trainer a lot indoors. Um, and then I, I transitioned over to Zwift, and uh, my wife said. Chris is silly, and she bought me a, a kicker. And then I was like, "Well, if I got a kicker, I, I have to get on Swift." So that was in 2017. Um, okay. And then, wow. just like a lot of the guys, um, I'm I'm riding early in the morning, and I'm seeing all the same guys, and they're all you know. The, they, so I'm seeing Ken, I'm seeing Doug, I'm seeing Sterney, and and as as competitive as I was, I wouldn't jump into the deep end of racing because i was just like first of all i was skeptical because how can all these guys be so much stronger than me this is crazy but you know it was i had a lot to learn about the racing but i just was very apprehensive but eventually i did and then i was around those same guys again and then we started then i started getting into uh 
I think the one of the first real serious races I got into was with the with the Morning Grind Fondo series. So that was that was a long time ago, and uh, it was I think we finished at the top of Box Hill, and it was just crazy. But I was able to compete, and it was you know it just you know I was I was hooked from there. I've done I think I've done yeah. over six hundred races now or something like That's that. Awesome. So it's nuts. But it's you know, weird I, that the, the, I was to say it's, it's weird that you know like all the guys that when we you know think of like the core group that started all of this you guys are still so active in everything <laughs> like you know we race you every tuesday you whip us every time but like <laughs> ken is on my team you know and it's like right it's just amazing yeah. to be able to kind of talk about all of it with multiple yeah it's views. funny you know when you know dirt has uh you know to the credit of uh of the founders so i mentioned sterney uh ken and doug you know they yeah. they created a, a culture and you know it, it wasn't by coincidence you know what i mean these guys they, they it was well thought out and they're, they're three like a really smart um you know smart in a lot of ways uh you know intelligent really you know you know not only um you know you know numbers or analytically but just you know, societally and, and culturally and, and personality-wise, they uh, they really started something that, that people could um, feel a part of, and uh, you know the the team has obviously grown tremendously because of that. And a lot of guys have come and go, but but the uh, the, the core group that that um, is true to the values of Dirt has has remained. And I think one of those is that um, you know the, the guys are so much into racing and they're and they're successful and. A lot of the leaders are really good. You know, Sterney is really good at Zwift racing. And yeah. he, you know, he's super strong and he has um, a lot of the attributes uh, that, that make somebody a really good racer on Zwift. But he's also the, the smartest Swift racer that I've ever. I, I, you know, my goal is to to have numbers similar to his whenever we race. And. <laughs> I rarely ever beat him, and I rarely ever achieve that goal. Um, but yeah. you know, it's something to strive for because he's, uh, you know, he's the best. You know. Yeah, Sully was. I'm sure Sully was saying he's he's always the one that's got the fastest time with the lowest watts per kilo. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I was just I was just saying I learned everything I know from Sterney. There you go. <laughs> some some yeah. uh, combination of Sterney and Sebastian. Sebastian. <laughs> All right. Seb. Seb. So, Seb. we, uh, you know, I guess you could talk about what it was that's, that made you start the Dirt Dad Fund, because I think okay. we all appreciate what that is, and it, it kind of slides into the mentality of, you know, this kind of, I still want to say brotherhood, but obviously it's more of a family with ladies and people of all backgrounds, but... If you want to talk Absolutely. about the start of that. Yeah. So like, uh, I guess like when you're immersed in the culture, you know, it's, um, it's not just, uh, getting on the, uh, trainer and riding for us. Right. It's, you know, the dirt and the dirt family and the dirt culture. It's, it's basically 24 seven, right. We're, we're constantly you know, communicating with each other and, and it's hilarious because like, if you try to explain it to people outside of the culture, they have no idea. Like how come you're you have friends that you've never met but you speak to them every day all day and you consider them the best friends that you have right i um i have friends that, that i've known all my life that you know, i speak to them once a week maybe twice a week 
but you know right. the guys that I ride with and that I've gone to battle with and, and have seen me in my most vulnerable times, um, I speak to them all the time and, and they, they get it and they, they get me, you know? So like when, when you're involved in the culture like that, it's invariably um, things come up because it's life, right? We're, 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 we're parents, we're, we're fathers, we have things that go on. But some of the time there's serious things that go on that, that, that require um, serious decisions and, and it's, it's heartbreaking. And a couple of those things have come up and, you know, we, you know, we would kind of uh, arrange, um, you know, small fundraisers internally and, and, and take care of the guys, but it's hard because, um, you know, because we're dads and because we, we engage in a sport that really isn't easy, you know what I mean? So there aren't too many slouches that do what we do, because if you're, if you're a cyclist and you're doing it right, it hurts a lot and it requires a lot of work. Um, so if you're if you're lazy or, or if you're a slacker, you're not a cyclist. You know what I mean? So the, the guys that are in the community have already gone through that that uh, initiation process. So but but what comes with that is that you're really, really proud and you don't want to accept the handout from anybody. You're going to figure it out on your own. Right. So, you know, but there comes a time when it's, you know, if, if there's help available and you need it and you're desperate, you take it. So there were a couple of times like that. And. I got to speaking with um, another one of the very early founding members, um, not, not a founder, but one of the early members, Tim Busick, who goes by the the, uh, the tag, the disc. And we, we had a, a mutual teammate that was going through a really rough time. His wife was um, stricken with cancer and the, the insurance bills were just piling up and he was really in a bad way. So we, we um, arranged a, a fundraiser and we, we donated some money, we gave it to him and we kind of helped bail him out a little bit. So I was thinking like, you know, this is, you know, this, this has come up a couple times, but it's really not easy because no one wants to put their hand out to ask for donations. And the guys that we're giving the, the money to or, or gifting it to, they don't want to take it because it's a handout. So nobody wants to put their hand out and nobody wants to take a handout. So I was like, what, is there a way that we can do this that would, that will solve, you know, a couple different problems. So, that's when I, I came up with the model of creating merchandise that within the dirt community and cyclists in general, you know, who doesn't want cool merchandise, right? Who doesn't want, you know, the, the end, I don't know if you agree with me, but the mustache man logo is brilliant, right? It's, yeah. It might be, like, it, as far as I'm concerned, it, it's, it's a better than the Nike swoosh, you know, they, it's, it's, it's the, one of the best logos I've ever seen, right? So who doesn't want that at, yep. in as many places as possible? So if I can create this limited edition merchandise and sell it at a you know at, at, a, at an up cost and put all the proceeds into a fund, and then that fund is then utilized to help the community. So the way that it solves problems is that we get cool merchandise and I'm able to, to offer that. Um, I'm not asking for a direct donation from you because you're getting something in return. So my hand isn't out to you. And when I go to give that money to somebody, I'm not giving them a direct donation. It's the proceeds of a sale of something. So it's not like I'm just handing you over money. It's money that's in the fund. So it kind of solves those, those three problems in one. And it also allows us you know, the opportunity to, to connect with the community and also do some things to give back, which you know, you know, it's, if, if you're a cyclist, you're doing a lot of hard work um, and you're gonna be doing it anyway. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to make a really impactful um, change in somebody's life at the same time? So 
that's the reason why um, I started the uh, the I had the concept with Tim, and then I pulled in Sterny because you know it, it, the you know dirt is is uh, is is basically is his thing. So you know we required his blessing with that, and he's extremely great at um, you know uh, having a finger on the pulse of the community in general. And then uh, I also pulled in Pete Butler, who is just one of the most insightful and empathetic and intelligent people that I know with as far as dealing with people and uh, and really kind of um, putting things into uh, in, into priority and into perspective. So the four of us uh, have, the, have taken it from there. Awesome. Sully, did you have a question? Yeah, I saw cool. you Great <laughs> closer to the microphone. Well, I was just going to say, you know, we get to be a part of something that's making a difference, and we get to tell our wives we're buying cycling gear for charity. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, when you, when, you, when you mention make a difference, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, is the Dirt Dad Fund a success? And my um, my theory on on all the things that I'm doing these days, because like when I was in the practice, you know, how do, how do I, you know, gauge success? I, I gauge success by, am I able to provide for my family? All right. So that's taken care of. Am I, am I able to help my patients? Okay. That's taken care of. So, you know, it, it's pretty well defined, but when you're doing something like the dirt dad fund or the Zimunike, um, it's really hard to define that. And when you're doing something that's different from what you've been trained to do or what you've devoted your life to, it's also puts you in a, in a, uh, kind of a, a, uh, a unique position because you don't have that supreme confidence that you do in, in the things that you do all day. And it's, you know, what you provide for your family. So, you know, after, after a little bit of a back and forth, I finally uh, said to myself that if I can um, inspire or, or help one person with one of my articles or with one of the things that I do, then, then, the, then all of it's a success. So, you know, it, it kind of, it, it sets a, a very low bar, um, and it also allows me to uh, kind of, you know, devote my energy to other places besides making things successful. So, like, to give you an indication um, that the Dirt Dad Fund has been in existence for a little bit over a year. Um, and during that period of time, I was able to um, get uh, get us um, designated as a uh, 501c3 charity with IRS and to, to set all that up. But the, the main thing that we did is that we were able to... Uh, donate over $5,000 to members of the community to change their lives. Wow. All right. So that's the way that I gauge wow. success. And, you know, when, when I first proposed the idea to uh, the guys, um, I was like, you know, maybe we'll be able to take in three grand in a year and I'll be able to give away some of it, you know, but the community is so supportive and it's so overwhelmingly generous that we were able to give away that much money. I shouldn't say giveaway. We were able to make a difference in people's lives um, utilizing those resources, and that um, you know it, it, it spans the realm. Like, like some of the stuff we did was in celebration of, of major milestones. Some of the like I, I um, and in other cases it was just to brighten people's day. Like if I hear that um, one of our members is going through a rough time, or if they've had a death in the family. I'll uh, I'll find out where they live and I'll send uh, you know an edible arrangement to their home or yeah, I've, I've even sent uh, I've even utilized Drizzly to send some um, some booze to uh, to people that I thought <laughs> would appreciate it. Um, but then other things like really impactful stuff like we gave a, we've given away um, awards in the amount of a thousand dollars to members who whose uh, spouses have, are going through chemo. One of them had to go down to Mexico and they had no insurance, so we used the money to 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 supplement some of the the the, uh, the treatment down in Mexico for his wife. 
and stuff like that. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's really, um, it's really been a, a really uh, rewarding and fulfilling ride. It really has. Hey, Chris, and how, do, stop. Awesome. how do you find out about these needs? Like, is there someone is just random or, or is there a way of submitting names or like, how does that work? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, nothing's random in life. Silly. <laughs> Oh, I'm kidding. No, um, everything is random in life. No, it's, no we, 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 have, we have a website, um, and it's at thedirtdadfund.com, and there is a nomination form there. But that's not usually the way that we, that we find stuff. That's, usually, that's just kind of like the place that we um, funnel people through so that everything is uniform and it's transparent and above board. Um, but, you know, it's, it's usually word of mouth. But, you know, the, the, the most challenging um, aspect of the Dirt Dad Fund is – giving the money away. I, I have to be honest because, um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, th there are no slouches in, in the cycling community. So if you're, if you're a cyclist, you know, you're, you're, you have the money to buy the equipment, you're putting in the hard work. Um, so it's, you don't, you know, most often you don't really need, um, financial assistance unless it's a really extreme circumstance. So we've kind of had to broaden our, um, definition of, of who receives a, uh, a, a, you know, assistance from the Dirt Dad Fund, and it's kind of now it's gone from not only financial hardship, but but to brighten people's day, and also to, you know, to to be a reward in some respect. So, um, it's usually word of mouth. Um, if, if one of us hears something, or or they they direct um, something that's unique, or or a, somebody has a need to us, um, but the nomination form on the website is where we kind of like make it official. I, and I that's think... also where you can find the products as well. <laughs> absolutely plug that the uh what you're talking about as far as like keeping your goals small as far as if i can help one person that's worth it i think that's such a great mentality to have because you know and i know sully has talked about this in his professional life uh, we've all watched it but generosity and furthering generosity because i mean that one person that you help may help five other people you know and that builds right. on paying it forward. Yeah, absolutely. I know that's, uh, I think, especially in a group as large as ours, doing that, it just promotes such a positive mentality to everything that happens. Yeah. And I think that's, for me, for sure, was one of the main reasons to come back to it every week or every day, you know, it's just that mm. positivity that everybody has. But yeah, yeah I, I agree 100%. Oh, I appreciate. It. Yeah, I, you know, I'm the I'm the last one that should be should be thanked for any of this. It's without the support of the community, we're nothing, you know. And without you know people like you guys that are that are um, promoting the message and getting it out there, then you could you can say a whole bunch of things, but if nobody hears them, it doesn't really mean very much, you know. So um, the the reason why the community works is is that it's a it's a collaboration and and everybody is buying into the, the the family and working together and and pulling for each other whether it's on the whether it's on the bike or off you know and that's that's something that's really unique about um about dirt like i like i'm not a gamer i'm not involved in any of the other online communities all i know is dirt and it's uh it, it seems like a really unique uh thing to me you know Oh, it absolutely is for sure. I mean, just comparing it to, I mean, if it's in that weird category of it's an esport, but it's an esport where you're actually moving your body, <laughs> right? It's not like sitting in a chair. So it's very yeah, it's so it's something that's totally unique. 
yeah it's funny because I, I try to make that comparison all the time so like i i think so is is the bike the joystick or is or are you the the uh, joystick? are you the controller for, for the game that we play you know it's it's interesting well, and then when I think about like, you know, I, I did, I did some freelance writing for, for Zwift Insider um, and, and stuff like that. If you know, if you guys know that with, with Eric there, and he was always great. And he, he was kind of a mentor to me as far as that's concerned. But like, I was trying to think of when, when I started the Zimunike, um, you know, Eric is really great at the technical stuff and he's really great at, at Zwift. So like if, if he's writing and promoting from the bike to the avatar, then, you know, the Zimunike should be the athlete to the bike, you know, so kind of like bridging the gap between the athlete and the avatar. And that's kind of the, the, uh, the theme that I, that I try to follow when I'm writing my articles, you know, trying, trying to help the athlete, not necessarily, you know, how to work their computer or, or have the fastest bike in game, but how to make their bike at home go faster. You know? Right. Sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now we had talked earlier uh, prior to hitting that record button, but, uh, you had mentioned some rebranding and, uh, kind of, Oh yeah. Like revamping the, um, the, the, yeah, it's, the like, site. yeah, I'm in an enviable position because like I turned 50 this year and I, I, uh, one of my goals and, and my wife's goals, like we, we, uh, we run the practice together. She's a registered nurse, but she worked as my, um, as my office manager for the 25 years that we're in practice. And my goal was to retire at 50, because as I told you earlier, you know, my dad didn't live much after that. And I wanted uh, to, you know, enjoy my life and be there for my kids and, and uh, kind of prioritize quality of life rather than quantity of uh, material possessions, you know, and I've been really fortunate and, uh, you know, I've been blessed in that respect. Um, so I, you know, the, the next phase of my life was going to be to try to give back. Um, so we started the Dirt Dad Fund and I got the idea to uh, initiate this communique. Um, but that meant creating a website and then doing all the stuff. And, you know, like I put a lot of work into the communique and writing the articles and doing it well, but I couldn't have done it without my son. My son is, uh, he's a graphic arts and design student. And um, I had this idea, like, you know, his name is Connor. I was like, Connor, wouldn't this be great if we could kind of like work the two together? Um, you know, selfishly, I'm thinking like, like you guys probably do, like I'm, I'm like roping my son into doing stuff with me. You know, this, this is great. Yeah. And, and he's 21 <laughs> years old because this could even be more fun, you know? Um, so he's like, yeah, yeah. so that he, uh, he pitched the idea to his, uh, advisor at school and he made, um, these immunique website and the dirt dad fund branding, um, his senior project. So he's doing that wow. as a, as a requisite for, um, graduation. So like when you kind of, when you think about it, you know, dirt is now impacting the, um, professional career of my son as well, you know? So, and we get to work together basically sure. on a daily basis. And I could, I could even, couldn't even begin to do it without him. Like I speak, like it's the, there's a lot of work that goes up, you know, technical stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I like that water bottle, by the way. Nice. You like yeah, that one, right? I got the same I'm, one. I'm geared out over yeah, cool. Dad fund geared. Yeah, out. I like the headband also. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so you know he's uh, he's involved and and it's uh, it, it goes beyond that because the dirt dad fund stuff is not just you know the the products and stuff. It's getting them out, and that's a big thing. Yep. So um, my kids are all on board. You know, I, I joke that uh, my son is the is the, is the head of the IT department. 
and my wife and my daughter are the uh, shipping and logistics team. <laughs> so, you know, I think I saw the, the picture one time of them packing. Oh, yeah. Stickers yeah. and envelopes. Yeah, well, on my the kitchen table. <laughs> my wife is she's just like obsessive with it. And it, it, I think it's part of the formula that works. Like when you buy something, you don't want to wait around for months and months and months for it to show up. Right. So I'm like, sure. if we're going to be creating a um, something that people are going to want to buy into, then we need to also you know, provide a customer service. So she sure. is intent on getting this stuff out the very next day. So she's become like a, the, the, we have a, like a relationship with the guys at the post office. She brings them donuts once a week that they'll take care of us. Um, because so, sometimes she shows up there with 40 things that need to go to, you know, all over the world. And it's a lot. Yeah, you know, she's yep, sitting in front, exactly. she's sitting with the guy at the post office for an hour sometimes. Fill, filling out <laughs> customs forms and, and this and that, you know, she's, she's because, like we've had some guys that order stuff and, and we look at the address and we're like, where is this place? <laughs> I, I've never heard of this place. These are this is not an address in any place where I live. You know what I mean? There, there are abbreviations yeah, sure. here that I, that I don't know. So she's had to learn. I, she's had to learn geography in the process as well. <laughs> it was Cape. It was Cape Girardeau, wasn't it? That's what. That's what stumbled on her. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody knows Cape Girardeau. Right. From, from, from the tabloid TV shows. That's when you when you start getting into prefectures that you get a problem. Oh yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. I just want to say, that's awesome. to me that is a judge of the caliber of person and their their character. Like your wife bringing donuts to the post office. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that tells me right away your wife is an amazing lady. So, oh, she, you you have you. no idea. Well, if you have my, my wife is my biggest fan, and you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that she's gone through to uh, to support me. And uh, not only you know, you know, in business is one thing. She basically had to you know take a, an incredible leap of leap of faith because if you've ever gone into business for yourself, it's a it's a it's a very risky proposition in the beginning. You know, um, sure. But just sure. like I'll give you, I'll tell you a little story. One year I was doing the, the uh, Green Mountain stage race, and it's a, it's a four day stage race in Vermont. Um, but and it's uh, usually toward the end of the season, so the the weather is very variable. Um, the Queen stage finishes on the top of a, a what's called App Gap, so it's a ninety mile road race, and it finishes. The fourth climb is a is a, a beast. It's, it's App Gap. It's the it's I think it's the the highest paved road in Vermont or the highest you know maintained road in Vermont. But the final K is fifteen percent. Average is fifteen percent. Oh. Right. And that's after already climbing for about 15 minutes. Um, and in order to be there at the, at the finish, the spectators have to get bussed in. And the, the, it starts at early in the morning because they close the road so the guys can race. The guys coming in all day. And there is no option for her not to be there because four out of the five years she had to catch me as I was coming over the line because there was nothing left. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's grueling. And a few of the years I was, I actually was, you know, I, I did, you know, fairly well. So anyway, so I'll get back. So, and, and the way that we would work it is it was great. My daughter and my son would wait down for me at the bottom of the one K 20% section. And then they would run next to me. The, my son who's stronger would start and then he would pick her up and the two of them would be yelling at me and they could they could walk faster than I could ride. That's how steep it is. Um, so oh one of the years it was 
spitting rain. It was 32 degrees. The wind was blowing 40 miles an hour. And the three of them waited on the top of that mountain for five hours for me to show up. And it never got better. It, and, and, I got, and because I have such a hard time keeping warm, I was dropped after the first climb. And I just was finishing because I had to finish because they were waiting there for me. And they waited there wow. all that time. And that's just one of the, that's not that's to awesome. mention all the times that she's had to like scrape me up and bring me to the hospital and everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and all wow. the stupid, like the stupid, like, uh, you know, bonking episodes in the middle of nowhere. And I, I can't, I can't, I can barely see to uh, dial the phone, but you need to come find me wherever I am. Right. <laughs> Use use this GPS coordinate to pick my body. Uh, this was before G, before <laughs> GPS. Before GPS. <laughs> I think that awesome. our our spouses and our families get you know we obviously know how much they do for us, but outwardly I don't think they get enough credit. I've said that to these guys before. I'm like, my wife. Oh, you know, it's so much credit. Oh, it's, it's, uh, I can't, you know, my wife is an incredibly um, strong and devoted person, but virtual cycling has been the best thing that's happened to her too, because because you're at she, home. Yeah. She likes to watch me race and she's sitting next to me and she's yelling. She, she's like, she grabs my phone. She's, she's, she's being my power up co-pilot and everything else. And, it, awesome. and if, when, when we get into a sprint, she is all over me. If I give up early, she's like yelling and screaming. You know, it's 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 hilarious. Um, <laughs> but she's awesome. also she's also one of the most knowledgeable cycling fans that I know. Also, like she's she's she knows what's going on. She knows where I am. Like she she comes in like when I'm halfway through a race and she can tell whether it's going well or not. You know, she can judge by who's around and and she she knows the courses and and all this stuff. Yeah. Like she like she's not a fanboy for me, you know what I mean. But she's she's just interested in <laughs> sure. in what I'm doing and uh, and she and she's also a, an athlete. And she's she's a, she's a million times tougher than I am too. She goes out and running on days when I wouldn't even consider walking, leaving the house. You know, so uh, so so that's has cool she, too. But um, yeah, has it's, she gotten it's, into uh, Zwift running yet? No, no, she uh, not yet. <laughs> That she, uh, it's it's more of a social thing with with her friends. So she likes yeah. to go out and, and run with her friends. But she's done she's done a half marathon. My wife, she's pretty, she's pretty um, she's pretty into it. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So so you you were saying about your races. You're you were fully amateur then. You had no sponsors, no anything. Oh no, I'm you were doing I'm all a, those stage races by yourself. I'm about as amateur as they get. Um, <laughs> I don't so I don't know. We're we're pretty amateur. <laughs> no, I'm a, no. It, it's it, it's uh, when you when you start off with uh, with the gifts that I have, then you, then then amateur is about the, the highest attainable goal. No, you know, and, and it was even even worse than that because on Long Island there there's no elevation, right? So when right. you're when you weigh 132 pounds on Long Island, um, we don't have elevation, but we have wind, so it's. <laughs> It's it's a mess because I'm all over the road. You know, I don't have the power to keep up with the guys. It's a, it's a very you know it, it's not a very fun experience. But none of those guys want to you know follow me up to Vermont and climb mountains because it's not their thing. So <laughs> I'm always up there all by myself. So I never had have a, had a team either. So you know that's another one of the things wow. that I try to I try to uh, explain to um, my traditional cycling friends who think that uh zwift is uh is you know the most absurd thing in the world i'm like i've never I, i've raced with you guys but it's never been nearly as coherent as as the racing that i do online 
nor has it been as interesting or fun. Like I can talk to these guys, right. you know, it's like you talk about the ZRL and racing against you on Tuesday. Like when, when you have a team like I have and we're all together in the final group and we're, we're thinking about what we're going to, what moves we're going to make to win the race. And we have a guy like yep. Sterney sitting back there with his, with his, with his matchbox dry, getting ready to unleash. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you can't do that when you're riding down the road in, in a, in a stage race. You know what I mean? It's not like sure. you can like discuss, like we're, we're discussing what our heart rates are and, and what we're going to do at this point so that we're, our heart rates low enough. So we have enough to do this and that, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, yep. it's a unique, it's a very unique thing. And if you, if you're not, op- if you don't open up to your mind, to experience it then you'll never know and you're you're missing out on the lot you know yeah sure absolutely that's awesome so with the uh the site you do a lot of articles i would say spanning the scope of a lot of different topics is there one topic that you like to write about specifically whether that's like a feature on an athlete or like the research into it yeah you know that that's funny because you know one of the ways that 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 I also gauge success in, in things like this is uh, making you know relationships and being able to uh, get to know other people like you guys, for instance, right? I I, I never really um, had met you prior to today, um, and it's obvious that you're you're all great guys. So like I, I've gotten to meet some know, of us. I don't claim me, but no, I, it, 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 <laughs> no. It, when when you deal with the public all day, you get a pretty good sense of when people are good or not. But anyway, um, yeah. So so I've got to like meet some of the like I describe them as the Tom Brady of virtual cycling. Like I I, I could message Lionel Vucherson right now, and he would get back to me, and we'd chat, and we would discuss ideas. You know what I mean? And and same yep. with you know James James Barnes, who's just ripping up the ZRL. You know, I mean the the the, uh, the Premier League races. Like all those guys, you know, that, that's one part of it. That's the glamorous part of it. But I like writing the articles where I'm, I'm speaking to, you know, guys like you and I and, and or that have gone through like tremendous struggles in their lives and they've overcome them and they've used virtual cycling in order to do that. You know, I describe those people as the extraordinary, ordinary members of our community and, and they deserve to be highlighted as well. Um, you know, but, you know, awesome. and then the, the articles that I'm able to do to um, just help people are, are, are also, you know, are also great. Like I once I, I did a podcast for um, the uh, for Zwift Italy. Like you, you'd be uh, you'd be amazed. The Munique is very popular in Italy. Tell everyone. But anyway, <laughs> and, and it, was, it was hilarious because the guy was asking me questions in, in Italian for his for his audience and then translating them and was going back and forth it was great but one of the questions he asked me is, is um what articles are you most proud of and i gave it a little bit of thought and uh, i was like you know the 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 article series that i'm most proud of i didn't even write for for my website i didn't write for the Zimunique. i wrote for zwift insider and those were the right. the articles on the extreme dieting and the reason why is because I think that they helped a lot of people like they were my articles were directly instrumental in having several um, esports rule set changes made that are still in effect today. And I think that those changes have really um, you know, made a huge impact on people that um, have have gone through that. And you know, like I'm, I've, yeah. I'm not ashamed, nor have I uh, hidden the fact that I'm one of them. You know, those articles I wrote because a lot of it I was speaking about myself. You know, I have, wow. I've, you know, experienced, you know, extreme, you don't go from 192 to 122 without, you know, sure. having, you know, that, you know, having that in the back of your mind all the time, you know? Sure. Um, so 
I know that the that the potential exists for athletes, even very very amateur athletes like me, to to go through that. I can just imagine what it's like when there's money on the line, or or you know, or you know, some degree of fame. Which, you know, you know yeah. so. So yeah, so like you know, articles where you can make an impact in people's lives, whether it just be you know something where you know it it helps them out in some way, or um, it makes an even more impactful. Uh, um, change or, or effect or moves the needle in some way. Those are the articles that I like to write. And what kind of like research do you do for your your articles? I mean, a lot of it, obviously, you you have a medical background, so yeah, you know, the majority of a lot of that. But you know, it's funny because when when I when I started this Munique, the last thing I wanted to do was physical therapy articles because I was like, I want to get away from that. I want to I, I want to challenge myself. I want to do something different. I want to you know. The Dominique has been as much a learning experience for me as it, as, it, as it is for the people that read my articles because I have to do a, a ton of research to, to get them out and to make them sound good. And I'm not a writer, you know. I don't, you know, I, I don't have any formal training in writing, so I've had to teach myself how to write on top of it to make it like sound decent, you know what I mean, and make it sound like I'm not a, you know, like a, a bumbling idiot, you know what I mean, and also get. <laughs> get the uh, the message across in a, a fairly concise manner that people are interested in you know, they, they don't just like tune out after the first two lines you know um right yeah so you know the, there's a there's a lot of research that goes in, into uh, into writing the articles i you know i usually if if i can if i can get one done in somewhere between three and five hours per article then i'm like i, I think i'm doing pretty well yeah feeling good it, it doesn't always flow out, and a lot of times the, the the concept in my mind isn't always the way it is when I start doing the research and things. So, um, yeah, like I, I can, we're, awesome. I'm at a pace now where where my son and I are putting out like four or five articles a week, but I don't I don't really think that that's going to keep up. You know, that's kind of uh, it's, it's not it's not really sustainable, especially when you're doing it as a hobby. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we also have we a great do team with you. You know, Upshaw and Joy. Yep. Like all the guys, all the people you have contributing to the articles are great. Yeah, it's nice that you acknowledge them. Yeah, yeah. Adam Upshore is an extremely, extremely intelligent guy, and he's uh, he's obviously uh, very really immersed, immersed in the virtual cycling and dirt culture. And Joy is yep. just uh, she's fabulous, and she she gives a, a, a tremendous insight into uh, you know the female athlete in, the, in that perspective as well. And she just has a great personality. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because like it's, uh, you know, I don't make any money by doing any of the stuff that I do. So I can't offer them any incentive other than to just, you know, have the same, you know, philosophy that I have is that if you, if you can help people by what you do, then then it's rewarding. But that's not always an easy sell, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about giving back to the community that's given to you, right? Well, and I yeah, think that's that idea you talked about, Dot, of generosity. Yeah. So it's like something has impacted me, and I want to share it with other people. Which I mean, I think that's yeah. why I think that's why we run Eat Dirt, right? Because it yeah. same time trial impacted us, and we wanted to other people to experience it. Yep, absolutely, that's true. Greg, you got any questions yeah. for him? I know you've been sitting there. You're probably just pondering all these great questions. I don't. No, to I was, up. and I apologize. I had something something uh, profound. No, yeah. I don't have anything found. I had my uh, Bluetooth headphones died, so I had to uh, switch uh, headphones in the middle. That's where I was going. Um, I don't know if I have any questions, really. I I don't know. I, I first uh, 
like I first read something from you, Chris, uh, back in like right when I was starting Zwift 2019, I read Zwift Insider all the time. And uh, you published, uh, or you posted, uh, whatever. Uh, what was it? Hold on, I've got it. Dominance includes a ripped torso, which was like <laughs> oh, one yeah. of your first pieces, I think, uh, on Zwift yeah, Insider. That, that actually, yeah, that, actually, I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even publish that on Zwift Insider. That was just oh, no? like just like circul that just circulated around Discord because somebody asked me to <laughs> set up a core okay. program. And I, just I, I saw it on. Yeah. I saw it first on Zwift Insider. It's got on Zwift Insider somehow, because and maybe it was after you. Uh, so then you published a series of articles about good exercises off the mm -hmm. bike. And I think I don't know. I just there was a moment later. It was actually on the Never Going Pro podcast where someone referenced that, and I was like, oh. He's a dirt. Like I didn't even. <laughs> I had no idea. I don't know. It's That's far awesome. reaching. Yeah. yeah, Eric. And then Eric and then so much since too. then. Eric, yeah. 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 Chris, and I know uh, you said don't thank you, but I think you talked about the community, and I think everybody has a different role, and so thank you for doing your role in the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. especially that. Oh. Like entrepreneurial, like the person that's willing to take some risk and do some sacrifice and like push for an idea to happen. Like there's just not that many people that will do that. Yep. No, it's, it's, it's nice that you say that, but it's it, it's certainly not the, uh, the, 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 uh, the way that I like to think about it. Like, like when I, well, in my practice, I, I would do a lot of pro bono stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess that is right. Like, you know, doing the right thing, even when no one's watching. Right. But, um, yeah. but, but Chris, when you, when, when you do your role, it allows other people to do their role. Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah it, it is community. It's not just you, but it's like, it all works together. Yeah. I guess that's what it's all about. Right. Gents. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, like I was I was about to say like in, I would do a lot of pro bono work in my practice and and see, you know, see some of patients so I know they didn't have any money, you know, without not have them charge a copayment and my wife would look at me and she's like, you know, Chris really? And I'm like, yeah, you know. And uh, we always used to say to ourselves, someday this is going to come back to us. And yep when we were thinking about the retirement and thinking about that all working, I, it occurred to me that it's already come back to us. And now is my turn to give it back to other people. Because awesome. I haven't always really been this way. I, you know, I haven't, I've, I've been a hard driving micromanaging SOB for a long, <laughs> on the, on the bike at the office. You know, I have a really a lot of great employees, and that's only because they weathered the storm, and they were they were, <laughs> and, and and my wife was there to act as a buffer between me and them. Um, but yeah, so in fact, it's it, one other thing. The the um, I re when I retired, I um, I handed my business over to one of my loyal employees because she wow. was just so loyal, and she could have gotten a job somewhere like she basically ran my whole practice for me and made my life really wow. easy. And she started off with me as uh, like washing the floor and then she, she put herself through school and then became one of my therapists. That's so awesome. I said to her, you know, if you're, if you hang with me and you know, if you're loyal to me and even though I can't pay you what you're worth, I'll make it worthwhile to you in the end. So uh, yep. last month I sold the business to her for 10 bucks. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I gave story. her gave her everything. Every every I don't I didn't own the down to the last paperclip. I didn't I didn't own I own a pe- <laughs> I pay a penny for any of it. I just handed it all over to her. And now I work for her. She's my boss. I said to her, I want to work six hours a week, but I won't work any more than three hours at a time. <laughs> She's like, God, I got to deal with this diva. <laughs> so the, the first day I went into work, I, I went back to her after the shift was over. After my three hours was up, I said, are you going to invite me back? <laughs> what, what do you think? What is the initial eval- evaluation? Yeah. <laughs> so you so I, have a lot of, lot of experience with racing and stuff and been cycling for a while. If you had to pick one favorite moment, what do you think it would be? Oh boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> so are you, are, are you talking about like like race results? Anything, anything in cycling. One of your favorite cycling memories. Um, geez, Swift in real life, tough... race. Well, you know, solo the, rides. I guess that one thing that's really um, fresh in my mind is that I, I won a ZRL race uh, last season. I won the first race, and that w- that was huge because ZRL is where it's at now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, to win a race, it was hilarious because we're all on Discord, and one of my we're, I'm in the final group heading into uh, into the finale, um, and it's myself and uh, one two other teammates, and one of my guys made an early move, and then I covered it, and then jumped over the top of them to to win the race wow um and as i'm crossing the finish line i'm yelling my own name (laughs) (laughs) so so that so that was that was a great uh that was a great uh memory but no i think it's just like any of the the times when i've overcome adversity um to finish and and not only finish well but just just to finish a race and to have my family like on the sideline seeing that happen you know, I yep. think that those are the those are the experience because, like, as a parent, you know, what do you want to 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 um, do for your children? You want to set an example, right? Set an example of you know, and in our cases, it's to set an example for a healthy lifestyle and to do the right thing and to to achieve a goal. But it's also to um, have them be better than you in every way, right? Have them be to be more successful. Have them be more empathetic. Have them be better than you at everything. Um, yep. yeah. So, um, to be able to show them that even you know their old man can uh, push himself to the point where he can he can barely uh, you know walk or, or co- coherently speak, but do it in, in a purposeful way. Um, right. I think that those still, are those are the times that are, that are the best. Like I like awesome. I joke around. You know, I, I haven't had a ton of success, but. I don't know if it would be as rewarding to me if I was winning every race and it just became something that I did and, you know, it's whatever, you know, sure. I've, I've had a, a little bit of success and it's made it really, really um, meaningful to me, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, that's, that, awesome. that's a tough question. You, 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 you win the uh, tough question of the day award. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I think to what you're saying, one of my favorite parts of this community is even if you're not winning, there are people there to be like, Hey, good effort on that climb. You know, awesome job on getting that 3.5 or 20 minutes. Absolutely. Help you find that silver lining. Supportive. Yep. Yeah. And you don't, you don't really find that on the road because the guys don't know what's going on. They don't see it. You know, they they don't hear it, you know? Yeah. It's a, so with all the recent changes we've had in Zwift and obviously your continued 
involvement. Do you have something that you're looking forward to coming up? Or is there something you wish you could add into it? Um, I, that's funny because I, you know, the, the technical aspects of Zwift aren't really my thing. Um, you know, the community aspects are my thing. Like I, the, any kind of, of racing, like I, I'd like to see a little bit more of an emphasis on, on junior racing and junior development. You know, the, we're going through a time in our, in our culture and our society in the world where kids are, are not really doing the things that, that you and I did as kids. They're not, they're not outside playing and they're not, you know, they're not joining the youth leagues. They're indoors. They're, they're playing video games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure. So, but you know, Zwift is in the position where they could make a video game, something that also promotes a healthy, healthy lifestyle for kids. Yep. But recently, you know, recently they, they passed a rule where, you know, kids aren't allowed to compete in the ZRL. So it's kind of yep. like goes against that. So I'd, I'd like to see them, um, you know, initiate a, a youth development league where it's, it's a ZRL, but for kids, you know, ZRL for, for you, that, that would be something that I would, would consider really important. Um, because it's going to become a public health uh, issue for, for us if our kids are, are not getting out and doing things. Yep. Um, besides, you know, the, the character that they build by, by competing and, and being involved in, in sports. Um, yeah, so yeah, that would be one thing, you know, just, yeah, I guess, you know, from the technical end, if, if we can make uh, what we do a little bit easier so you can just get on and do it, that would be nice too. <laughs> and, and if you can get on and do it and have it always be the exact same experience, that would be great also. Um, no Bluetooth dropouts. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and just like not have to like, you, you know, be in the middle of something and then, then uh, something different happens that you've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I, you know, if Zwift only, it only consisted of one course, I could care less. Like I, I don't know how many route badges they have. I, I, you know, you know, every now and then, every now and then, the notification pops up. I'm like, oh wow, that's really nice. But um, no, I like, I like being able to. And most of the time, I ride all the same courses. I train on all the same courses and do whatever. Um, so that you know, the gamification side of it is not really what what appeals to me. What appeals sure. to me is is the the ability to compete on a on a level playing field with a bunch of guys that that are as passionate about it as I am. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. If you had well, one piece of advice for a new new site, was just speaking about broadening it to children. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. obviously a lot of new yeah. new riders out there. If you had one piece of advice for them, what would it be? Not um, just kids. I mean, even like myself, Dodd, we started within the last year and a half, two yeah. years. Right. You know. Yeah, I, I think cyclists, I think one of the mistakes outside. that I made. Yeah, I think one of the mistakes that I made is that I was just way too focused and driven on 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 the uh you know the the the, the marginal gains or, or in the beginning even even major gains and i i kind of like lost focus on the the enjoyment side of it because i was so driven by getting better right um and in a lot of ways it was a huge mistake because it sent me down the the path of you know you know disordered eating and, and other obsessive yep. things that kind of you know, put, puts a little bit of a strain on the uh, on the household and stuff, you know, um, and it also puts a strain on your body. You, know, you, you think you're really fit, but if you're not really doing the things that are that are helpful to to recover and otherwise, and it's it's really not helping you. You could you could ride your bike fast, but it's it's not really sure. great for all the other times, you know. Um, so I guess that that would be some of the advice that I would give is to kind of like have a more um, big picture look at um, of what your goals are for cycling. Sure. You know, it's not it's not always all about um, you know you know 
having a tremendous result is also a, you know there's a there's a journey that's involved in that as well and if you, if you don't Absolutely. have an, you know the a big picture look at it then it's it's kind of you have a you have tunnel vision and all you see is the end result and there, you don't get to yeah. enjoy the, uh, what it takes to get there a lot of people you know to tell that as the why of what you're doing yep. and everybody needs a why mm. yeah yeah that's cool that's, that's, that's I great. like it and if, if well, you're on that journey by yourself you're missing out Yep. That's true. There's some yeah. pretty yeah. amazing community. Find your people. Yeah. Find your tribe. And and, and for 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 you know, over a decade, that's what I would do. I would go out and just ride by myself, and just try to hammer myself into the ground. You know, um, there's there's much nothing more, more, much more enjoyable the way we do it. Yeah. I say there's nothing more demoralizing than being out at 4 a.m. by yourself in the dark. <laughs> well, you, I can, I can add a, uh, I'll add a different perspective to that. So try doing that um, in 20, 20 degrees. And <laughs> I was, there was one day when I was at like 90 miles into a, a solo training ride and I had to stop um, to take a nature break and I took my gloves off. But I didn't realize that my hands were so numb that I couldn't put my gloves back on because I couldn't oh, feel my no. fingers. And I'm like, this is it. This is it for me. <laughs> this is how I go. Hands first. And I was I was only a couple miles away from the house, but I like I couldn't like pedal the bike anymore. So anyway, yeah. eventually I, uh, I I gathered myself and I walk into the door and my my daughter who was was younger at the time. And my wife is there and they, my wife looks at me and she, she knows like she's seen the look already, but my, <laughs> my, my daughter says to me, dad, how much should you, and I'm laying by the fireplace now with, with trying to defrost. And she goes, dad, how much did you ride today? And she said, I said, Oh, I, I rode 97 miles. And she goes, you couldn't do that last three miles. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, honey. Let me go back out. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what, that's, that's what you're awesome. dealing with. Yep. There's only a kid. Chris, I'd say. like to say thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you yeah, having on. Yeah, really and hanging with us for an hour. If, oh, if this there's is anything <laughs> for some of us it is. Yeah, for Dodd's me, Dodd's an hour back. That's central yeah, time. That's central that time. That's right. In case no, you didn't it's notice true, that, I, I sh- if you have anything you want to plug or you wanna say before you, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to plug. I, I think that this this whole entire conversation has been a a, a plug of, of uh, the things that we're doing. Uh, I just say uh, the only thing I'd like to say is that the the only reason why the Dirt Dad Fund works, or 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 even the Zamunike for that matter, the, the Zamunike is, is basically just a huge advertisement for the Dirt Dad Fund, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but but none of it is uh, is a possibility without the overwhelming um, generous support of the community. Um, it, it's nothing without without you guys and, and the, the the far reach that that we have. So um, that's the only thing I'd like to say. I'd just like thank you for all the support. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing as as long as I continue to have the support. And the you know the goal is to to try to help as many people as possible. You know that's what, that's, the, that's the whole point. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, man. And, thank uh, you, Chris. Yeah, thanks. With that, we'll wrap it up and see Great. you out on the course on tuesday right <laughs> i'll be looking forward to that i'll, I'll be behind you <laughs> well quick shout that out works. for the uh the monthly fitness challenge too we promised jose we'd give it a shout out what is it a yes. one mile run right one mile run one mile. as fast so. as you can run one mile 
post your time in the main anybody who's channel. willing to try <laughs> i will say i will say nothing negative about jose but i will not do that run <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right that, that, so that's we'll why i got a bicycle yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see you guys next week all right, all right. thanks gentlemen yep.